0: Um, 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 2 Is the main text Of our discourse Trusting God that I'll be able to finish it today But don't serve his proof otherwise But all the glory to his name I will go as far as he will permit me to And then do his bidding And then wherever he wants me to stop I'll stop right there 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 2. I want to, by the way, appreciate the drama ministry. Let's appreciate them once again. That was spot on. That was spot on. Faith without corresponding action. James 2, 17, I believe, tells us is dead. When the Bible says that faith without works is dead, it's not talking about works in terms of going to work only. It's actually talking about corresponding action. If you claim that you have faith, you are trusting God for a particular thing, you should take corresponding action in that direction. And I believe that was the main message of that drama presentation of ministration. And the Lord will continue to give you guys more insights, more concepts, and more ideas in Jesus' name. First Corinthians 14 and verse 2. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue, speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him, howbeit in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. Time and again I've defined the word mysteries, which actually stands for secret truths. The Bible says that anyone that speaks in an unknown tongue is not speaking to people. But he's speaking directly to God. What a blessing. What a privilege to be able to talk directly to God. You don't have to go through an angel. You don't have to go through an agency. You don't have to go through any other person. Through the pastor, through the prophet. You have direct access to God. Every time that you pray in the spirit. Speaking in an unknown tongue. There are times you pray in the spirit also in the understanding. Paul, oh, the apostle said, what will I do? He said, I will pray with my spirit. I will pray also with my understanding. 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 15. He so said, what is it then? I will pray with the spirit. I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the spirit. I will sing with the understanding also. I told us, step one, when you want to engage God in prayer, is to do what the psalmist said. In Psalm 16 numbers 8, he said, I have put the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand, I will not be moved. So when you want to pray, get your mind together. Get your heart together. Get everything you have to get together and focus on the presence of Jesus. So as you hit the floor on your knees, you imagine the Lord Jesus is right there because he's right there. And then you begin to talk to him. There is a tendency that our minds will wander. There's a tendency that you want to fall asleep. You have to tell your body, "Hey, it is not the time to sleep." The psalmist said, "Enlighten my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death." Sleeping too much will lead to poverty. Proverbs chapter 6 number 6 tells us, "Thou sluggard, go to the ant, learn its ways, and be wise." He said, "A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, then your poverty will come like an armed bandit." May your poverty not come. May poverty never even come to your life in the name of Jesus. Poverty is not a good thing. It is romantic in books. But in real life, it's a life of misery. When you have bills staring you in the face that you can't pay. When there are things to do, but then you don't have the wherewithal to do them. In Romans chapter 8 and verse 14, in the message translation, it says God's spirit beckons. There are things to do and there are places to go. But if you don't have the wherewithal to do them... And to go there, then it leads to frustration. It leads to frustration. That's why sleeping too much is is a problem. Pray to God like the psalmist, Lord, enlighten my eyes. When I need to pray, when I need to settle things in my life, it's not the time to sleep. We can sleep too much. And I figure many, many in the Christian body today are sleeping too much. And many are looking for shortcuts looking for apostles, one apostle somewhere with a special anointing, looking for a, spe- a, a prophet with a special anointing. You don't need them. You have the Holy Ghost. I've never met an apostle who is more anointed than the Holy Spirit. Do you know one? I'm asking you. Do you know any apostle that is more anointed than the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit himself is the anointing. Acts 10.38 How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. The, the, the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life is an indication that you are anointed. And what does the anointing do? Isaiah ten twenty seven. The Bible says in that day, his body shall be lifted off your shoulder and his yoke from off your neck and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. The anointing of the Holy Spirit is the burden-removing, yoke-destroying power of God. Say that with me. Say the burden-removing, yoke-destroying power of God. That's the meaning of the anointing. That's what it means. So anything that represents a yoke in your life, when the anointing comes, it does not break the yoke. Stop singing. By the anointing, Jesus breaks the yoke. He didn't break the yoke, he destroyed the yoke. There's a difference between breaking and destroying. Unless that breaking means destroying, there's a difference. There are things you can break and put back together. If anybody breaks the chain, the necklace around your neck, if they break it by mistake or intentionally, but they're not able to run away with it, you can go back and fix it. Give it to the goldsmith. They will fix it. The yoke is metallic in nature. If you break it, the enemy can come back and put it together. What the anointing of the Holy Spirit does is to destroy the yoke. How do you destroy something metallic? Expose it to the elements. When you expose metal to water, to rain, to sunlight, over time, over time, corrosion will set in. Once it begins to corrode, it's on its way out. Nobody is able to fix a corroded or or, or, uh, destroyed metal. You can't put it back together. It goes back to the powdery form. That is what the power of the Holy Spirit does in our lives. He doesn't give us palliative measures, he doesn't give us palliative care, he takes care of the situation from the root. If there's anything that I want, oh God, it is your anointing. If there's anything that we should yearn for is to know him, know his presence, and then stay in his presence until we get a fresh anointing. Church is no church where there is no anointing of the Holy Spirit. They may have a gathering, have equipment, have an ambience, have English. That doesn't help anybody. As I speak with you this morning, people are hurting. People are in the hospital. I know someone whose lungs collapsed because of leukemia. Got to the point where the lungs have collapsed. Had to do emergency surgery. Now between life and death. What can bring such a person back to life? The doctors have technically given up. They've technically given up on that case. Someone I know and sometimes I cry and say, Lord, can we do something? I've read, I've heard about many, many generals of God, children of God that God used How that in their meetings, the crippled would walk. People would be brought in on the stretcher. Some are in an ambulance they call it ambulatory room, like an ambulance. They can come to where people are. They bring them with their oxygen. In America, and they go back from that place walking back by the power of God completely set free. Can we have that? My cry this morning is that of Habakkuk in Habakkuk chapter 3 and verse 2. Oh Lord, NIV, we have heard of your wonders. Oh Lord, I have heard of your fame. I stand in awe of your deeds. When you look at the deeds of God, you stand in awe said, I stand in awe of your deeds. He said, Lord, repeat them in our day. Repeat them in this day of social media. Repeat them in this day that our Christianity has gone comatose. Repeat them in the day where materialism has been lifted above spirituality. Repeat them in the day where carnality is the order of the day. Lord, revive us. Revival is when God comes down, when God comes to town. Because when he comes to town, things are done differently. That's what I'm teaching what I'm teaching praying in the spirit. The power of praying in the spirit. Listen, Torch, you can hear that this is the sixth message in the series. But has your life improved? Has your prayer life improved? Be honest with yourself. Have you been praying more? Have you been praying more consistently? The word of God doesn't profit those who hear. It profits those who hear and do. James 1.22 He said, don't be a hearer who deceives himself and straightway forget that what manner of man he was. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. He said, do what he says. Give me the KJV verse 23. KJV now, switch to KJV verse 23. For if any man be a hearer of the word, and not a doer he is like a man beholding his natural face in a glass straightway. Yes, move, 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 move. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgeteth what manner of man he was. You look in the mirror, you look at your beautiful face or handsome face and you walk away from it and you forget the kind of person you are. Go on. Verse 25. Say, but whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, and continue with their reign don't just start it continue some of you started this year i'm going to finish my bible reading this year i'm going to complete my bible genesis to revelation i want to read the bible through at least once some said no i want to do it twice january first week every day you read the bible when last did you open it unless in church there is what is called the staying power Anybody can give up at any time unless those who have the staying power. The power to stay even in the face of discouragement. The power, it is called grit in English. G-R-I-T. Grit. Listen, you don't need grit only for spiritual things. You also need it for business. Those of you doing business, you know that there are seasons when you have a lot of orders. There are seasons when customers are coming and you're making a lot of money, you're like the best. Wait for that other season. When the orders are slow, when it looks as if everybody has even forgotten about you, it comes to every man, no matter how spiritual you are. Psalm 1 verse 3 says, It shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth its fruit in its season. The mangoes should not be crying in the season of oranges because the moment it is the season for mangoes, you see mangoes everywhere. But orange, wait, because your season is coming. But what if Oren gives up in the season of mangoes? Oren says, no, I can't wait anymore. This is a disgrace. Everywhere I go, people give attention to mango. They're not even looking at me. That's how many Christians easily give up. Easily get tired. Easily get discouraged. That thing is not working. That course is too difficult. That business is not, it's, it's too slow. Uh, let, let me try something else. So, every year you jump from adventure to adventure, from business to business, from venture to venture, and you are not known for anything. You are known for everything, but not known for anything. A rolling stone gathers no moss. You need grit. Grit. When it looks as if it's not working. Grit. When your relationship looks as if it has hit the rock. And you are sure that it was God who gave you this relationship. Life will test you. No matter what God gives you, life will test you. Jesus came as the son of God. Also as the son of man. The enemy came to tempt him. Luke chapter 4, Matthew chapter 4. He could have given up, but no. Even though he was hungry, if I were Jesus, I would have turned the stone to bread. Eat it, drink water, and say, hey devil, i have proved to you that I'm still the son of God. But no, he didn't do that. Even though he was hungry. Church, it is time for us to know what we are doing. It is time for us to be more serious and be more committed than when we first started. Don't just come to church and listen to cute little sermons. Don't just come to church and feel the Holy Ghost and live the rest of the week like an unbeliever. This is the time to continue therein. Continue your Christianity after service. Then what will happen? James 1.25, the Bible says when you continue, it said, this man shall be blessed in all his deed. We all confess the blessing. We are blessed. Blessed in the city and blessed in the field. Blessed going out and blessed coming in. But to really experience that blessing. And for it to manifest in your life. The Bible, the word of God tells us. You must continue. You must be a hearer and a doer of what you hear. And you continue. And then you'll be blessed. Can I have an amen? I've spoken to Ross about four benefits. Of praying in the spirit. They are quite numerous. But for time and space, we will limit them and then come back to them again. Maybe sometime next month by the grace of God. Today, I want to give you a blessing. I want to give you a benefit in addition to what you have had before. And what I'm looking at is the fact that when you engage in praying in the Spirit, like you should, the Holy Ghost will show you things to come. So if you are writing, write it. He will show you things to come. How many of you are interested in seeing things before they happen? Especially things that have to do with your life. Okay, very good. Some of us don't like to be surprised, especially if it's an unpleasant situation. We want to know. We want to have an idea. Now, let me challenge you, church. Do you know that the church, the devil is not supposed to come into our church and steal somebody without our knowledge. You know his ministry. John ten ten, It's come before to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I mean, the devil wants to kill somebody in our church. Somebody should pick it up in the realm of the spirit, whether it is the pastor, or a member, or a leader, or a follower. You are a, you belong to the church. This is your family. This is the enemy coming into your family and he wants to do something. Somebody should pick that up in the realm of the spirit and say, oh no. Hey, one, two, three people. Can you join me? I got this and this is wrong. We We are not going to allow this to happen. Anybody knows what I'm talking about this morning? The same thing in our families. In our biological families. I mean, it's either Jesus told us the truth or he lied in John 16, 13. Go to John sixteen thirteen, Quick. Real quick. 13. And we're going to read it up to 15. How be it, Jesus said, when he, the spirit of truth is come. That's the Holy Spirit. Read it out loud, everybody. Let's begin from how be it. One, two, go. How be it. When he, the spirit of truth, is come, make it louder, he will guide you into all truth, right? For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. Wait, wait, wait. That means the Holy Spirit speaks. I didn't get a good response. Has he ever spoken to you? Has he ever spoken to you? If you're bold enough your yes will go up if you're not too sure your yes is in between if you have never heard him just listen to the yeses around you yes 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 yes. has he ever spoken to you yes, Dude, some people hear the holy spirit here it is not rocket science we are children of the most high god we have him on the inside of us and is on up, is upon us as well We should hear him. If we're not hearing him, then something is wrong with us. But I have good news for you this morning. You shouldn't just hear. You should get to the stage, the realm, the level of the Spirit of God showing you things. I mean showing you. I mean showing you. I don't mean showing in form of text. I mean showing in pictures. You know, Pastor Fred, (laughs) the KJV Bible sometimes, you know, when it says show, it could actually mean say. Like, that show you things to come might not necessarily mean in pictures, like, maybe just to say, hey, shut up, show. Can he do that? Can he show you what is going to happen in a meeting before you get there? Has he ever taken you to a place in the realm of the spirit? And eventually you got there in the physical and you said, Something is weird. I've been here before. And it's your very first time. He did that to encourage you. And to invite you to press more into him. To let you know that it is possible to show you more things about your life. This is just ordinary. You've just been to a place and it's like (laughs) something is weird. I've been here before. But it's my first time. But it looks like I've been here before. Hey, if that could happen, then more can happen. Because there is more in the Holy Ghost. Can I have an amen? All right. Jesus said, what he hears, he shall speak. And, finish it up, church. Read it out loud. Make it louder. And it will show you things to come. But the Holy Spirit said to me, my children are not hungry enough. Many are not thirsty enough. They're satisfied with the little, little mundane things, Naira and cupboard they are making. They're satisfied with the followership they have on Instagram. And as they post pictures, people like them and they are just cool. That makes them happy. Those are mundane, lifeless things. God wants to use your life beyond you. I, I told you that last week. When you engage praying in the Spirit, I told you last week, you'll be delving into strange realms. So back up a little bit. Strange realms. Realms that are strange to people like Jesus operated in. And they said in Luke chapter 5, we have seen strange things today. And God said, Isaiah twenty twenty one, I will arise as in Mount Perazim. I will be wroth. And I'm going to do my work, my strange work. And I will perform my act, my strange acts. God still wants to do strange things through our lives. But we have a role to play. Part of our roles to play is engaging in the spirit every day. Pray in the spirit. And when it gives you words in the understanding, when it gives you an interpretation of your tongue, say it out. Pray it out, confess it out, go back to praying in the spirit, engage the Lord. Certain portals will be opening in the realm of the spirit and you're not there but it will be opening and all you'll be seeing will be resolved in the physical. Paul was a strange guy. No wonder he said in 1 Corinthians fourteen eighteen. I thank my God, I speak with tongues more than you all. He said, all of you being been put together, I speak in tongues more than you all. Wow! And I submit to you, church, this morning, whenever you're not eating, if you're from America, so I'm going to pronounce it your way, whenever you're not eating, you're not eating, or you're not eating if you're from Britain, and you're not sleeping, and you're not talking, You should be praying in the spirit. Oh, yeah. Pastor, you want to turn me to a prayer machine? Well, if your destiny is that important, then give it all it takes. You will be knowing things that are strange. You will be seeing things. Seeing is what I want to talk about this morning. You know, Paul was so powerful that they couldn't kill him. They stoned him several times. They beat him. In fact, in one place, they thought he had died. They left him. They dragged him out of the city. The man got up and went back to the city and and continued to preach. He could not be killed until it was his time. When he himself said, look, I have finished my course. I have finished my race. It is now time for me to go. Ah, What a way to die. They didn't pull out his body from an accident. No. No, you shouldn't die that way. You shouldn't. Genesis 6-3 is still in force. He didn't take a flight, alive, but then reached his destination dead. Even when he suffered a shipwreck in Act 27, they were in the deep for 14 days and 14 nights. Nobody survives that. That's like a plane crash, and then you are on an island for 14 days and 14 nights, no food. He was one that encouraged the the officers, the soldiers to eat. He said, the Lord whom I serve, his angels stood with me this night and told me there will be no loss of any life. Brethren, cheer up, eat and drink. We'll get to our destination safely. A prisoner. He couldn't just be. The devil tried to kill him several times. On that island, a viper came as he was gathering sticks. Those people started fire for him, for them. And he was gathering sticks. A viper came out of the sticks and beat Paul. Normally, normally, when a viper beats you like that, such a person will swell up and burst and just die. All the people of that island called Melita, which is now Malta in current dispensation, backed off. They backed off. A viper beat him. This man must be a murderer. Come on. He must be a killer. He must be an assassin the God of justice that we serve on this island has caught up with him. Even though he didn't die in the shipwreck, then justice has caught up with him. Now he's going to die. So they left him. They were looking at him. But after they looked for a long time, Acts 28, they looked for a long time, expecting him to blow up. (laughs) The man refused to die. Then they came back and said, this guy is not ordinary he must be a god the viper beat him he shook off the beast into the fire not a little tiny snake it was a huge viper he shook it off the bible describes it as a beast he shook it off into the fire they said this guy must be a god It was strange I can imagine all of the 14 days on that island stuck in their journey. Paul the Apostle was member no wonder by the time the viper beat him, he was not a normal human being anymore a normal human being will swell up and die but the divinity had taken up his humanity. you are shortchanging yourself church and I'm preaching to you and I'm telling you. Many of us are supposed to be bigger ten times than what we are right now. What we are doing, but we are too lazy to press into what God has for us. This is not, Christianity is not a game where you pay someone to fast and pray for you. You are doing that, you are wasting your resources. I tell you somebody come and give money pastor please come and fast. i will, first i will throw your money in your face but there are hungry pastors out there who will collect the money and i tell you they are not fasting i can promise you as you leave they use your money to eat christianity is a diy do it yourself how did i know jude and verse 20 but you beloved building up your pastor but you, pastor, building up your members, praying in the Holy Ghost, no, is to do it yourself, building up yourself. How did I know again? 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 3. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifieth himself. He does not edify his dad. Go to verse 4. We hear that. He that spent long time edifies himself. The word edifies means to build up. The word build is what the Jews use for the word charge. When you charge your phone, your battery, the battery of your phone is going down, what do you do? You charge it, right? You use a charger to charge your phone battery. The Jewish man will say, I want to build my battery. Like we say, I want to charge my battery. He will say, I want to build my battery. I want to build it. That's the same word used there. That when you are, you are edifying yourself. You are building yourself up. Life is not a playground. And I think I've drummed that enough into your ears. You play today, you play tomorrow. So it's not a place where you come to play. When we pray, we are not playing. No wonder the psalmist said in Psalm 74 verse 20. He said, have respect unto the covenant for the dark places of this earth are full of the habitations of cruelty. There are dark places of this world. There are dark places of this world. We are not glorifying them, but you must know. Can I have an amen? (laughs) Ignorance in law, in the practice of law, they say ignorance is no excuse. Oh, I didn't know I was supposed to drive on the right. This is Nigeria. I was driving on the left. All right, sorry, you'll be at the police station. I mistakenly killed a, a passenger that was going. I, I, I'm from London. We drive on the left. Oh, okay, you're from London. You go to a Nigerian prison. You just killed somebody. Oh, no, I, I didn't know. Nobody told me. Oh, you didn't know. Nobody told, And you got into a car and started driving. Ignorance is no excuse. The same in the realm of the spirit. Some of us think our problem is one mama somewhere. Your problem is your ignorance and your laziness. Too lazy to pray. Can't pray one hour a day. Five minutes you are sleeping off. People sleep. They sleep off on their knees when they are praying at home. They sleep when pastor is preaching in church. They sleep when they are traveling to Lagos. Just less than two hour journey. They sleep everywhere. Put all the hours of sleep together in your life. The psalmist cried to God. He said, Lord, enlighten my eyes lest I sleep the sleep of death. There are times to stay awake. The realm of the spirit is very real. And to underscore the reality, I will show you an Old Testament example. We'll come to the New Testament and then we'll pray. Thank you, Holy Spirit. If you go to Second Kings and chapter six and verse 15, there was an army arrayed against Elisha because Elisha had been given military intelligence to the armies of Israel against Syria. The king of Syria started fighting his army generals, said, you guys are revealing my plans to the king of Israel. And one of his servants told him, sir, it's not so. What is happening, actually, is that someone is tapping into our database, is hacking into our database of information. Whatever you say in your bedroom, there is a prophet in Samaria. He will hear and he will tell the soldiers of his country. And he would tell the king, now that's not true, but that was the much reputation that Elisha had. So the king thought, okay, what are we going to do? Let's arrest him. Listen, church. They couldn't get the whole of Samaria because of one man, Elisha. Do we think in this generation because of one man, they couldn't get a whole city because whatever plan they had, it would destroy it. Ah, can it happen that no evil will happen in your hostel because you live in that hostel? Can it happen that because you are a student, I'm a student in this school, therefore, so, 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 and so, you stop forever. You stop Because as long as I'm here, the power of one, one, one. As long as I work in this organization, madam, you set up this business to make profit. You've been recording losses, but you have employed me. As long as I'm here, I'm a covenant child of God. I'm covenant conscious. The Lord told me that I'm like a tree planted by the rivers of water. I bring forth my fruit in my season, and whatever I do prospers. Madam, as long as I'm your employee here, this business will turn around. And true to your words, true to the words of God through your mouth, business starts picking up. What do you think she will do? you get a pay raise. She was paying you 15K before. She'll say, come, (laughs) Obiangeli. Where do you say you live safe? Ah, that money you have been paid is too small. She's the one paying you. I add 10K to your salary. Make him 25. Ah, madam. You know why I did it? That your God tell him to bless us more. In two months, Business expands. If she's wise, she will raise your pay again. One day you will come and say, "Ah, Madam, please, I want to now go back to school. I want to go and pursue a degree. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> a degree. You will be doing your degree while you're here. God has made a way now. You can go to UI. You don't need to go. And you will go. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? How much are they paying say How much is school fees? Say about one 110. 110. Look, how many years? Five years? From 100 level to 500 level, you are covered. And I'm not going to deduct it from your salary. Let that be my own blessing to you. But for leaving this job, forget it. You are here. We we live here together. Amen? Not that we die here. We live here. People are careless. They talk death, 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 and that's why they die. Die, die, die like chicken. Somebody, I think it was my wife, that showed me the post that was going viral about the Idiakwe armed robbery. A particular guy that they said... uh, had exchanged messages with someone and was supposed to get paid or something that was supposed to pay the person. And said, no, let's, let's finish the business today. He said, because I can die tomorrow. And I saw a lot of comments online. People that were saying, don't judge that guy. Anything can happen to anybody. I said, this is a... Ignoramos par excelion. Someone said par excelion." I know you know by excellence. Look, look, look. You have what you say. You have what you say. Jesus said so. Mark 11:23. 23. Whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he say shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he sayeth. I read the chart. The guy I can die tomorrow. He died tomorrow. Stray bullet killed him. He wasn't an armed robber. He wasn't a policeman. He was just somewhere. And the stray bullet. He by Baden. Was he supposed to die? He invited the thing in. And the bullet left the gun. Passed through some people. Dodged some people. Located him. And that was it. Proverbs 18.21. Death. Not the power of death. No. Don't ever misquote it again. One more day of your life. Death 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 itself it the dego. death and life life itself life I don't care who is speaking over you I don't care what negative stuff they're speaking about you if you speak good over yourself it stands death and life I'm the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof I will never be careless in my life to speak ill over my life, over my family, over my children. No, I tell my children, you are the best. You are blessed and highly favored of the Lord. You are trailblazers. You are barrier breakers. You are line crossers. You are peace setters. You are trendsetters. As trendsetters, you don't copy. Others copy you. Glory to God. I've taught them some 37-25. I was young. Now I'm getting older. Yet have I never seen the righteous forsaken? No, it's seed begging bread. I learned Luke 2.52 from your dad. He's my favorite man of faith. I love him. The pastor of our satellite church. That's our dad. He taught me Luke 2.52. And so, my children know it now by heart. Every day before they go to school, they say I increase in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and with all men. And men, I tell you those guys are enjoying favor. I go abroad, people don't remember me, they remember my children. Pastor, how old is your son? You you didn't ask how old I I am. They They don't ask me, Pastor, what's your shoe size? That's what my children's shoe size. And I'm loaded. Every time I travel, I'm coming back. You see load and pastor has only one nylon bag somewhere. <laughs> they have all the stuff. Oh yeah, the word of God works. Amen, praise God. Be careful, pay attention to your mouth. But more importantly, pay attention to your prayer life. It empowers your confession. Confession will be empty without a deep, deep prayer base. Every Christian needs a prayer base. That's your operational base. That's that's your power room. That's your powerhouse. That's where you operate from. And you shall decree a thing and it shall be established and your ways will be full of light. Job 22 and verse 28, 29. So many of us are sleeping and we're too sloppy, too lazy and can't pray. We can't pray. How can he show you things to come? Jesus said the Holy Spirit will show you things to come. Things that have happened, we, have, we didn't see. Things happening right now, we are ignorant of it. Things to come. Kill I don't need to see. What will be, will be. All right? That's why many Christians have been limited in life. Because they are living a Sera life. Whatever will be, will be. Can I tell you something? Nothing will improve by itself, by default everything in life the moment it starts begins to decline unless an external force acts on it newton stole his first law of motion from that leave this building as it were let nobody touch it don't come in and sweep it don't do anything come back in five years you will never be able to sit on any of these chairs do you agree with me five years too long three months come back in three months wear a white garment And come and sit on the chairs. Don't wipe anything. Nobody touches it. This building. You say, "Ah, but come on, what's wrong with the building? Oh, yeah, because naturally things just decay. If you leave things to chances, they will just decay. If you leave your spiritual life to chances, you will decay. People don't pray until there's a problem. God is not looking for people that will be praying like that. He's looking for people that will communicate with him. Children that would love him and that he would show love to Jesus operated in an unlimited anointing, yet he was a man given to prayer. Luke 18.1, he spoke a parable to this end, that men ought always to pray and not faint. Mark 1.35, he got up early in the morning before day departed to a solitary place and there prayed. What kind of prayer was he praying? Was he engaging in, Lord, give me bread and butter. I don't know what I'm going to eat today. No! I believe pretty much he was engaged in intercessory prayer. Lord, open the hearts of these people. As I speak your word, I want you to move. Let the word be planted, deeply rooted in their heart. Intercessory prayer. We do intercessory prayer online in this church every Tuesday morning and every Thursday morning, 6 to 7 a.m. on Mixer Hour. Some of you have never mistakenly joined. You are praying for your own personal needs. God will meet your needs when you lift the needs of others before him. Job was restored twice as much as he had before when he prayed for his friends. Look at that in Job 42 and I believe maybe verse 10 thereabout. Jesus said in Mark, Matthew six thirty-three, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for himself. Come on, talk to me, church. When he prayed for who? His friends. And what did God do for him? Also, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Where he had, he had had 7,000 sheep. God gave him 14,000. What is the Toyota Camry he can't give you? Lord, I want money. Money. You will never have it lord give us souls lord move in our church lord let more people come lord let them be healed lord let them be saved let there be salvation god says okay what do you need son gucci bags you have plenty of them you can have five in one day we call him jehovah overdue that's what he does for me anything i lack and that lack persists for some time i stop praying about it i face his business when it my wife knows when it comes it comes And it comes plenty. I have to choose. Young people. We're not hungry for God anymore. We're hungry for things. We're hungry for fame. We're hungry for popularity. We're hungry for sex. People leave church and go to have stupid sex after service. Crazy, isn't it? You're coming from the presence of God? Because you don't even know what to carry. Let me show you what to carry. So they came to Elisha, Finally to arrest him because that one man was the problem can it be that on the estate where you live you'll be the problem to the principalities and the powers controlling that area can you be a problem to them can your prayer be a problem to them those of you medical students can your prayer be the, the, a problem to the principalities in the territories of UCH that they want to carry out the operation, they can't carry it out. Because somebody somewhere, I told you about a lady last week who, came, who went to a church and sat down and the priest could not do his work. His conjuring work. Because a lady came. She wasn't praying. just sat down. Because she had prayed before coming. Elisha was the threat. So they plan: let's go and assassinate him. Catch him. Assassinate him. Then catch the country. Catch the city. A servant woke up early in the morning, 2 Kings chapter 6 and verse 15. I believe Gehazi, his name wasn't mentioned, but I believe. He went to fetch water, but wanted to go and fetch water. (laughs) He carried this bath. We call it bath. Forgive me, I'm from Mokola. We call it bath. Those of you from the posh areas, you call it barrel. Barrel. And some of you have buckets, some barrel. We call it, in our own case, it's what? He carried his bath, put his oshuka on his head. What's the English word for oshuka? Oshuka? <laughs> Do you know what an oshuka is? Oh, no, baby, you don't. You know what an oshuka is? No, come on. We don't know Shuka. Oh, Yeshua, do you know Shuka? No. What does it look like? Like it's available, you can buy it like at ShopRite or something like that. <laughs> Alright, so when he got there, see what he saw. The servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth. Behold, and host compassed beho- the city, both with horses and chariots. And the servant said unto him, when he saw Boko Haram, plus Iswap, plus Fulani headsmen, plus bandits and terrorists, he shouted, Alas, my master! That's my alas. How shall we do? Meaning, we are dead. He didn't say, Master. What shall we do? Because that would mean they had options. So, what option are we picking? But this one is no option. Ah, ah. Am I saying correctly? Ah. Ah. Some on the roof again. Ah. 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 Alas, my master. Alas. Alas. The man said, Why are you waking me up from my sleep now? He said, How shall we do? How? Elisha said, go and make me a cup of coffee, decaffeinated coffee. I like decaf, decaf coffee. Um, The donut you fried last night, put it in the microwave, warm it, add jam to it. Let me have my breakfast. Can you make me some hash browns and uh, put some canned beans? Yeah, baked beans. He said, sir, are you tripping? Do you know what you're saying, sir? Plane is about to crash. You are asking for a cup of juice. Elisha said, relax, this guy. Relax. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. He said, Oga, come and see outside. <laughs> how many are with us? I'm the only one with you, Oga. All the sons of the prophet, they have gone to Farmo to look for cassava that we used to make this morning. money. Oga. Uh, nobody at home. You know the people in the village, how they greet then the one from the other, eh, ah, uh, uh, uh. like my hometown in those State. The way they greet, eh, they can greet you. They will greet you till you are greeted. this one was say, the other was say, And I'm looking at them. Go now. Should you are going to farm, ergu, enle, They come there five minutes, Then the man will move. He was He will still be saying, ergu. The man was say, and, 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 and. After some time, you (laughs) hear my hometown people, they are the best. you see, that's why I'm well-mannered. I greet people. Is that not so? Ladies and gentlemen, Elisha had to pray. It took prayer. And don't 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 de-emphasize that prayer in that chapter. Elisha had to pray to God. To open the eyes of his servant, because the eyes were not opened. He had natural eyes open, like all of us. We call it eyes kongba. Can see anything. See fine see fine boy, see everything, see everything. Only that one. And look, the Bible says we walk not by sight, we walk by faith. Second Corinthians five seven. So beyond the natural eyes that you have, you also have eyes of the spirit. That is what the Holy Spirit will open. This one is already open, but you need that one to open. You are about to enter into a relationship. You need that one to open. Because he looks good. He's well built. He has money. Speaks English. Speaks in tongues. How many languages does he speak? Three. Namely, English, Yoruba, and tongues. Don't get into error. Let that eyes open. And let the Holy Spirit show you things to come. You might see if you pray, if you pray well, he would show you a scenario, and you see him punching you. Ah, You don't speak like this now. Ah, you call you know I didn't get that thing right before. I used to call it angulu, so my father is callu. Mo. Anyways. He can open your eyes to see. When Elisha prayed, God now, look at the prayer. Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee. It's like I beg you. Open his eyes. Was he blind? Spiritually, yes, he was. Physically, no. Open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw. What did he see? And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire. Round about Elisha what is saw so in the natural were horses and chariots normal regular but what is saw so in the realm of the spirit were horses and chariots of fire the ones engulfed in fire which one we finish which one the one that is paperless or the one that carries fire when fire and paper get in into a battle who is the winner paper that goes into fire will not come out as paper that's the last day its shelf life is going to expire nothing goes through fire and remains the same when raw meat goes through fire what you receive on the other end is barbecue nobody passes through fire and people are asking "Ah, did fire burn you? No! they don't need to ask, they will see are you getting what I'm saying? anybody getting what I'm saying? Then you're about to say, when somebody goes to the fire, it's not a funny something. You see hand, hand we do like this. Oh God, I have a lot of gist for you, but not today. Guys, do you know they are all around us right now? Do you see them? No. But they're there. This is an attestation to the fact that the realm of the spirit is real. In Ephesians chapter 6, we don't have time to read it today. I read it earlier. From verse 10, Paul said, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Then he went on to say, We wrestle not against flesh and blood, Those are normal, carnal people. You are fighting your cosmates, You are fighting your husband. You are fighting your wife. You are fighting your daddy. Fighting your mommy. Fighting grandpa. Fighting your lecturers. Fighting everybody. Hey! You are wasting your energy. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. But you wrestle against the spirit that has the ability to rent people when they make themselves available. Paul put them in categories by the help of the Holy Spirit. In the realm of the spirit, they, they are categorized. There's a hierarchy in Satan's kingdom. There's a hierarchy. That's why there's no chaos in that kingdom because there's a hierarchy. That's why Jesus said when a house stands against when a kingdom is divided against them, it cannot stand. So even in Satan's kingdom, there is hierarchy. They have foot soldiers. Those ones are called principalities. Some of you, if we give you one small principality now, you can't deal with it. Just one small Canaanite or Perizzite or Jebusite. Paul said we fight against, look at what we fight against. Principalities, against powers. Powers are higher. And then the next one, against the rulers of the darkness of this world. Those are like HOMs. They are rulers. In the kingdom of darkness. No, not my HOMs, though. Come on, faith. Okay, so those are like your governors. Oh, sorry. Rulers. Then, on the topmost echelon, You have spiritual wickedness, spiritual, oh my God, look at my face, camera zoom, zoom on my face, spiritual wickedness, Uh, there is no way you pronounce the word wicked that you won't, you won't squeeze your face, unless you are wicked. How can you say wicked and not squeeze your face? How can you put alum on your mouth and not squeeze your face? spiritual wickedness are they in low places talk to me church are they in low places are they spiritual kindness spiritual tender what are they spiritual wickedness every day they see you they are thinking evil of you they are looking at how your head will split into two how your eyes will gush out how your mouth will tear how you just disappear that's their job mike tyson said when i'm in the boxing ring i'm looking at my opponent i'm looking at how to inflict pain on him i feel like taking a toothpick and, and putting it into his ears i feel like using my punch to drive the bone of his nose back to his brain he said that's how i think haven't you seen the way iron mike tyson beat his opponent one blow and the guy will fall down, pa, the guy will get up, fall down again. He will get up, fall down again without being beaten. One blow, dying seven times. We used to call it one blow, seven dies. If you grew up in the hood, you know what I'm talking about. You don't fight such people. The next time they are coming, say, today is Monday. My daddy said, I should not be fighting on Monday. <laughs> dev, you run away. Are you with me this morning? These are people we're dealing with, and they are all in the realm of the spirit. This is the more reason you should deepen your roots spiritually. This spirit inhabits people. This, this spirit takes charge of territories. That's why you find in some territories sex. But why all the girls? They are 16, 15, the baby mama. In some areas, alcohol. Boys and girls, men and women, their fathers are drunkard. They inherited it from their from the grandfathers. In Zomeria, they are just poverty-stricken. Those demonic powers ensure that poverty is the order of the day in that area so that no man can lift his head. I wish I could show you Zechariah. And the Christian there is sleeping. (laughs) Out of physical gear. When you get home we don't have time to read it because i want to pray now act chapter 10 the angel an angel of the lord appeared to cornelius showed him what to do told him to send for peter actually told him but in peter's case the spirit of god did not only tell him he actually showed him a vision of what was going to come a sheet was lowered from heaven peter was hungry While they were cooking the food, he went up to pray. But somehow, babasun law, so he fell into a trance. And he saw a manner of animals. And the Lord said to him, Peter, rise, kill, and eat. He said, no way, sir. I am clean. I don't eat anything unclean. The Jewish people don't eat certain things. I think they they don't eat rabbits. They don't eat catfish. Any kind of fish that doesn't have scales they don't eat it there's a way they combine their colors they they don't just wear anything everything has to be according to the law so Peter said I can't get up and just all these reptiles nah I don't I I can't eat them the law said don't call unclean what the Lord has cleansed in other words God was preparing him as a Jew To go to the unclean, the Gentiles. Cornelius was a gentleman. He wasn't a Jew. But he had a prayer life. And he had a giving record. That both of them came up to God for a memorial. And here we have Christians. Covenant children of God who don't pray. Cornelius was an unbeliever who prayed. We have Christians who are stingy towards God and towards fellow men. Cornelius was an unbeliever whose arms given got the attention of heaven. Let me tell you, church, there's no amount of money you can give in church that God will jump from his throne. Yeah, one billion! Yeah! Gabriel, Ki Kill go boy, you know? Pastor may do that, but not God. Amen? Amen! Not God. He's not surprised anyways. Do you know the bank balance, the account balance of God? <laughs> Your mind can't even fathom it. I can tell you, He's not broke. Daddy ain't broke. That book will still see the light of day. I'm going to write it, I tell you. I stopped writing it, but I'm going to go back. Daddy ain't broke. There's no course you want to study in any part of the world that daddy cannot sponsor you. And he's not asking you to pay for it. He's only asking for, you. He's just asking for you to believe him for it. Just believe. A lady was sitting here when another lady was sharing her testimony years ago. The rest is history. She's rounding off her master's in the UK now. There was no money. She told her that. That's a, where where is the money? She came from Bielsa as a copper to serve in Ibado. And somehow somebody invited her to church. She was serving in UCH and she ended up here. I think she wound up in our prayer ministry never held the microphone God is using her now she's the head of the prayer ministry of Salem Church in Plymouth United Kingdom she said pastor (laughs) anyways don't let us go there everything is the Holy Spirit amen praise God rise on your feet let us pray have you been blessed do you want the Holy Spirit to show you things to come I shared the testimony of Brother A. Allen as shared by Brother R.W. Shamback. All right, so keep standing as I shared with you also. But I want you to actually go home and do your search on this. All of you use YouTube. But I don't know what you use your YouTube for, but at least use it for something good today. Go and search on YouTube, R.W. Shamback. Shamback. Is S H A M B A C H on twenty six miracles or R W Shamback and twenty six miracles? Let me tell you what happened there, but you can find the rest when you get home. Brother R W Shamback himself was a man of faith, a great preacher, an evangelist. But there was Brother a. a Allen that God was using in the dimensions of the spirit that I've been talking about, gift of the spirit, raw. One, uh, a particular time, they organized a meeting for one week in an area called Birmingham, Alabama, in the United States. So there was a woman who brought her child all the way from Jackson, Tennessee, another state in the U.S. Stand on your feet. Stand, stand. Unless you are incapacitated, stand. But if you are incapacitated, sit. God bless you this woman had a child a four-year-old boy who was born with 26 diseases this boy had no eyeballs what he had there was a milky substance all white white milk so he was blind his tongue hung out of his mouth like this he couldn't speak he was blind he was dumb He was deaf, he was mute, he had club foot. When somebody has club foot, Google that, look at what it looks like. They can't wear shoes, they don't have proper feet. He had 26 conditions. When he was born, there were about 12 doctors on his case and the doctor said he wouldn't be able to live to see one year of his life. He wouldn't be able to live up to a year. But this boy survived the first year Survived the second year, made the third year, and made it to the fourth year. In the fourth year, his mom, who knew about the ministry of Brother A. Allen, left Jackson, Tennessee, and drove down to Birmingham, Alabama. One week of meeting. On the last day, of course, every day, Brother Shambak will come in the morning, share God's word, teach about faith, like I always like to do do it in the afternoon then in the evening brother a allen will come and demonstrate the power of god many healings many cases were recorded but this boy's case was not mentioned and we're talking about an auditorium that housed three thousand people three thousand massive auditorium so on the last day the mother cried to brother Shamback and said brother Shambach, I, I'm, I'm, I, I came here because of my son's condition His case has not been mentioned since Monday. Today's the last day. I'm left with only $20 bill. $20 bill in my pocket. This is all I have left. So I cannot stay in the hotel anymore because I don't have money to extend my stay. The gas I have in my car is what I have enough to take me back. It hardly can even take me back. No more groceries. I don't have money to do any other thing. All I want is God's touch on my son so I can go back in peace. Brother Sambach said, okay, I'm going to promise you something. If your son's case is not mentioned tonight, I am going to go to the trailer room of Brother A.A. Allen and I'm going to take you and your son there and I'm going to get him to pray over your son. Now in America, evangelists or televangelists, traveling evangelists usually have uh, a truck. They call it trailer, trailer home. They, they join it to a trailer actually, and they can drive it for several miles, go from city to city, go from village to village doing evangelism, and that's their temporal accommodation. So he promised if her son's case wasn't mentioned, he would take the, the woman and the son there. Now, in the evening, the final session, Brother Shambach introduced Brother A.A. Allen. Brother a. a. Allen bounced up on the stage. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Tonight, I'm going to get you to give an offering to the Lord. It's going to be an offering of faith. What do I mean by offering of faith? I want you to give God something you cannot afford. You cannot afford it. That's what makes it an offering of faith. If you can afford it, it is not an offering of faith. I want you to do it right now. That woman left her seat. She was the first person. She dumped a baby to the neighbor and ran down the aisle, ran and put a $20 bill in the offering basket. Brother Shambach said he was on stage with Brother A. Allen. This woman had spoken to him earlier in the day, so he knew her. He wanted to be sure what she dropped, maybe a fraction out of the $20. So he jumped down and looked into the offering basket like Jesus did, looked into the offering basket to see what they gave. He saw it was the last card of this woman, $20 bill. He said he ran to the back of the auditorium. He ran to cry. I don't know anybody, I don't know if you have ever been there in your life when you really wanted to cry and you had to run away from people so you could get to a solitary place to cry. I've been there before, I don't know if you've been there. He ran to the back of the auditorium. And cried and said, Lord, have mercy on this woman. I've taught her faith. Don't put me to shame. Don't put her to shame. That's our last money she dropped in the offering basket. Lord, you know it. There are times in my life when my prayer doesn't go beyond, Lord, you know that I know that we both know that you know. Lord, you know that I know that we both know that you know. You know that I know that we know that you know. We, you know, Lord, that I know that you know that we both know that you know. Lord, I know that you know that we both know that you know. And then I prayed in, the, I, I prayed in tongues. After the offering, people came out and gave offerings. That woman was the first. Brother Shambak said, Brother A. Allen, That's the way God uses him. He said, I see. I'm talking about the anointing to see. And I brought my oil this morning. I'm going to anoint people who want to go far with God. Anyone who wants to go far with God. But you must be born again. You're not born again. Don't come and get this oil. You have to be born again. If you want to get it, you're not born again. You give your life first in the corner. We'll lead you to Christ. Then you come and I'll anoint you. Brother A. Allen said, I see a building. Brother Shambak said, "Mm, here we go again. I see a big building, packed, full of people. Oh, I see myself in the building. I see, I see what looks like a hospital. I see a maternity ward. I hear babies crying. I see a child surrounded by 12 doctors. I see, I see. They said this child... Oh, I see them taking delivery of the child. And they said, oh, no, this child won't live up to one year. He won't live to see the first birthday of his life. He's a baby boy. I see, I see a woman. I see a woman in Jackson, Tennessee, packing her bags, her luggage. Oh, she puts her baby in the bassinet, the back of the car. She's driving down to Birmingham, Alabama. I see, the, I see the border, the border between Jackson, Tennessee and Birmingham, Alabama. I see the woman driving up to the parking lot. I see the woman in the parking lot. I see this child has 14, 16, 18, 21, 24, 26 diseases. Woman, if you are here tonight, bring your child nobody informed him the holy ghost showed him i like that kind of anointing how many of you like it how many of you would desire that god would use you that way let me see your hand up good i'm going to pray with you and for you and we close the service woman if you are here bring your child she ran down with tears in her eyes finally God had located her <laughs> without the influence of Brother Shambak, Pure Holy Spirit. She brought the child. He took the child from her. She stood one end of the stage. He stood on the other end and asked for prayers. Everybody, can you pray in the Spirit with me? They started praying. Brother Shambak said, I'm not going to pray. Jesus said, watch and pray. I'm going to watch. I have seen God up until this point. I want to see God finished this. The first miracle that happened. The tongue of that boy hanging loose snapped back like rubber band. Inside. The tongue went inside. Next miracle: milky eyes, solid eyeballs formed, and the boy had blue eyes, Caucasian, regular Caucasian eyes. Ears popped, mouth set nose clean the next thing the power of God went into his forelimbs limbs and his hind limbs <laughs> the power of God traveled down this boy's body feet came out proper feet from club feet to proper feet the boy ran he had never seen his mother before he had never heard a word he was weing on himself they had to put him put diapers around him This boy ran towards his mother and shouted, Mama, Mama, Mama. Who taught him to say Mama? The mother carried him, burst into tears. Raw, raw, raw. Demonstration of the gift of the spirit, the gift of healing the gift of prophecy to be able to see word of knowledge, word of wisdom, the working of miracles, the gift of special faith, all of them together in one service. In one service. 26 miracles. That wasn't the end of the story. The woman had given her last $20. I didn't tell them this in the first service. She shared her testimony right there. Guess what began to happen? People began, 3,000 people in the auditorium Began to leave their seats, to come forward, crying, and dropping money in her laps, dropping hundred-dollar bills, two hundred-dollar bills, five—no, hundred is the highest. I mean, two hundred. Some five hundred. Some twenty. Some ten. They loaded her with money. God gave her the miracle of a child. God gave her a financial miracle. He is the one who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all you could ever ask or think that woman could not think that God would give her money she thought God would just heal her child but God didn't just heal the child God gave her extra can I have an amen what has happened to our generation we are so self-centered we are so self-conscious We don't want God to use us Not even for ourselves We are having sex And we call it enjoyment I will enjoy the life of my head No, you are destroying the temple Of the Holy Spirit You are engaged in premarital sex Or extramarital sex You are destroying the temple That the Holy Spirit wants to use We are engaged in strife In the church I don't like him i hate her i don't hate her but i dislike her who does she think she is if not for the expression house will i ever meet such a scoundrel in my life we don't belong to the same level that's why god can't use you that's why he's not using us but today if there is a generation of people Who would say, Lord, empty me of me. Empty me of pride. Lord, let it be all about you, none of me. John said it must increase, but I must decrease. The heart cry of my heart this morning is like that of Habakkuk. In Habakkuk chapter 3 and verse 2, NIV. He said, Lord, I've heard of your fame. Oh Lord, I stand in awe of what you do. I stand in all of your deeds. Come and do what you do. He said, Lord, repeat them in our day. How would it be that somebody will bring somebody into this church and in the course of the service, the power of God will meet that condition and the condition is lifted. How many of us desire it? The devil has deceived us into hating one another, subtly, subtly. We say we don't hate, but we do. I can't stand that guy. I can't stand that lady. No, she's not my sister. Technically she is, but really she's not. No, no. My pride is important to me. My name is important to me. I know the name. I know how many years I've built this name? What name? What name that demons hear, they can't tremble? What nonsensical name have you built? What name? What reputation? What money? We are sold out to chasing money. Those who chase money never meet it. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow you, the Bible says, all the days of your life. I'm not saying don't work, but I'm saying chase God. Jesus said in Matthew 6:33, Seek ye first, not second, first, the kingdom of God and His righteousness. All the things that the Gentiles seek, will chase you down i want a people who will say lord empty me of pride increase let me decrease such people get ready i'm going to anoint you with oil but there is a group of people who are singing yeah you can start praying underneath your breath now a group of people who are saying lord i want you to use me But you know who I am. I'm not perfect. As a matter of fact, I think I need Jesus. I think I need to reconnect with Jesus. Leave your seat and come. I want to pray for you first. The first set. Those who would say, Lord Jesus, I want to surrender to you. Come and be the Lord of my life. So then you can use me. Quick, leave your seat and come. Don't wait for the next person. You come first. You'll be the first to get here be the first to get here just come. don't care what anybody's going to say. all eyes are closed get here first get here first. God bless you don't don't care what your friends are going to say. come here get here first get here first. that's the most important step for you to come. God bless you my sister. God bless you my sister. God bless you where are the brothers the sisters are coming come if you're coming come quickly I want to pray I want to pray I want to pray I want to pray, don't let us waste time. God bless you brother. God bless you brother. God bless you sister. Join them. God bless you. God bless you. These are people that want to sign up and say, Jesus, I surrender. Jesus, I surrender. Jesus, I surrender. God bless you, sister. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, sister. God bless you. God bless you. Come, come, come. God bless you, brother. God bless you. Come, my brother. Step forward a bit. God bless you. It's your father's house. You're free. You're free. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Let the backslider. Come. Maybe you've given your heart to Jesus before you took it back. Come. Step forward. God bless you. God bless you, my sister. God bless you. Maybe this is the first time you are giving your heart to Jesus. Or you've given your heart to Jesus before, but you know you need to give it again. Come. Nobody's judging you. Come. Come. God bless you. If anybody judges you it's their cup of coffee, you come. You come and set to scores with your maker. Haalandere I want to pray for you very quickly. Then I'm going to minister. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. 2, 11, 12, 13. One more person. And it's coming. Hallelujah. 7 is the number of perfection. 14 is a multiple of 7. Perfection, perfection. Grace, 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 grace.